Hey everybody, it's Sue Bidstrup with the Great Big Yes podcast, where I speak to people who have said yes to a greater calling on their lives, people who are living with passion and purpose and making a difference in the world. And I am so excited today. I am speaking with Caroline Williams of Caroline Williams Yoga. Many of you have followed her on YouTube or Instagram or Facebook. Um, and she's just amazing, and she's building something really cool right now. Um, she just did a Kickstarter campaign to uh, record some videos, and so she's going to talk a lot about that and kind of what's coming next for her. Um, but she and I have a great conversation here about can Christians do yoga. She's done a lot of research into that, and so, hey, guess what? <laughs> I think they can, and so does she. And so, yes, Christians can do yoga. Yes and amen. Great big yes to that. Um, so we talk about that and just a lot of different things that we touch on here. And I just think it's a beautiful conversation and I know that you will enjoy all of the details about how to reach her. All of the links will be on greatbigyes.com. So don't worry, just go ahead and enjoy the conversation and then head over to greatbigyes.com if you want to find any of those links. And so, um, without further ado, here is my conversation with Caroline Williams. Enjoy. Awesome. So hi, Caroline. How are you? Hi, Sue. I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I am so excited to be talking to you today. I cannot wait for people to get to know you. And I, I just have to tell you offhand, um, since I do a lot of the enrollment calls for Holy Yoga, a lot of people find you on YouTube first. And then, yes. yay, so good job. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I love it. So you've got this thriving um, YouTube channel of yoga videos. And for those of you who are listening, um, it's Caroline Williams Yoga on YouTube. And um, she is, um, well, gosh, we have so many things we want to talk about. We want to talk about yoga. We want to talk about <laughs> Jesus. We want to talk about mostly how yes. those th two things come together and all the cool stuff you have going Absolutely. on. So, would you mind just kind of introducing yourself and um, just kind of where do you live and what do you do and maybe a little introduction? Sure, yeah. So I um, have been a yoga instructor for just over two years. Now I did my 200-hour um, training with Holy Yoga back in the spring of 2015. Um, and then I went on and did a prenatal specialist certification um, in my hometown here of New York City uh, last spring. Um, so I live in New York. However, currently I am homeless because my husband and I have put all our stuff in a storage unit and we're traveling to Europe for three months this summer, oh. going after a, a long time dream of ours to travel long term and work and um, see what God's doing around the world. So exciting. That's so me in a exciting. nutshell. Yeah. Oh. And there's something about, okay, I love the whole Europe thing. Like that's amazing. But I have to say like mm -hmm. what is so cool too is like that you're in New York City. Like, I, I don't know, for me, that holds, like, this special, um, I don't know if it's because of Sex in the City, that show, <laughs> but it, like, holds, like, a special place in my heart. Like, I think it's yes. so cool, New York City. So, tell me about that. So, you graduated yeah. from, or you got certified from Holy Yoga in training, and then you went back to New York City. Did you just start teaching right away, or how did that kind of unfold? Well, no. So, when I did my Holy Yoga training, when I went to retreat, we had just moved to New York City like a month before. Oh. 
Okay. So um, after training, after retreat, I came back and I knew nobody, really. Yeah. Um, we New York City had been a dream. It's kind of a theme in our lives. We had these dreams and we're like, well, let's just like put our toe out there and see if God meets us. And like, of course he always does. So awesome. we were like, we've always wanted to live in New York. Let's see if we can get some jobs there and move there. And sure enough, like wide open doors. So um, awesome. we came to New York. We didn't know anybody, but um, I mean, God provided overwhelmingly every step of the way. And so I finished my training. I was working in politics at the time. So yoga was just this passion on the side, but I Okay, wait, loved I, have to, it. I have to interrupt. Politics? Tell me more. I love that. Yes. What were you doing? What were you doing? Uh, well, I, um, at the time, I was working for a consultant. We did polling for um, candidates from like city council races all the way up to presidential races. I love um, that. So, yeah. So that's what I studied in college and what I thought I was going to do with my life. Like we lived in D.C. for a while, and I worked on Capitol Hill for Congress, and then I've done campaigns and the consulting side most recently. Um, that is so yeah. cool. All right. Well, we're going to have to do a whole yeah. other thing about that because um, <laughs> my daughter thinks she wants to do that, wants to get into all of that and wow. live in D.C. and all of that. So anyway, that's a whole other side note. But let's Amazing. get back to – yeah. Let's get back to yoga. So that's a departure. Yeah. So you went from yep. DC and politics <laughs> to New York City and yoga. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's, it's an obvious transition, don't you think? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and I really had, like I said, I had, I had big ambitions to, to be a successful businesswoman in the political world, but I was um, pretty unhappy in all the different jobs in the political world that I tried and for a couple of years really wrestled with like, did I hear God's call correctly? Like, who am I? Why am I here? I was sure this was it and now I'm doing it and I don't want to be doing it anymore. And yeah. so that's really what drew me to yoga. I would just, I would read my Bible and I'd journal and I'd go to church like desperate to hear a word from God. And what I wanted was like this clear word, like Caroline, go to law school and become this person. And, and of course, God that's not usually how he works in my life. And yeah. so yoga was the one place I could go that I could really like move my body, sweat, cry. And then in Shavasana, I would just lie there and sob because the Holy Spirit would just say to me, Caroline, you know how much I love you. Do you know how proud I am of you? And like, that was what my heart needed to hear more than like, this is your career path. Do this next thing. It was just yeah. a reminder of who I am and who he is in me. And so I mean, these were just, you know, regular old yoga studios in D.C., but I always felt this very tangible presence of God and was like, man, there's got to be a way to, like, play some worship music and read some scripture and do yoga. Like, that would be the coolest thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> and then randomly online one day, I found Holy Yoga, and I signed up for training that week. I, I had no ambition to be a yoga instructor, but I just knew, like, I have to do this. Yeah. Uh, and that was the start of my journey. So tell me about... Um... Tell me about when you first, like, did you grow up in the faith? Did you know Jesus as a child or kind of what's your story of I, that? Yes, I did. My uh, mom was a missionary kid in Zimbabwe. Um, and so I grew up in the church, um, loving Christian family. And so faith was always something I was around and part of, which yeah. I'm very grateful for. Um, but it also means that as you become an adult, you, I mean, throughout your life, really, like in teenage years, you make your faith your own. But then I found like as an adult, discovering who I am and what I'm going to do with my life led to this whole nother um, wrestling and evolution of faith, if you will, 
like showing up to just going to church on Sunday wasn't going to cut it for me anymore. Like there had to be something more meaningful and life changing here than just like I give 10% and I serve Sunday mornings. Right. And when life gets hard, like that faith becomes really real. Yeah. Uh, because you need it. You need it to survive. You need it to know who you are and where it is you're going and just give meaning to the struggle that you're facing. Yeah. I love that. So when you mentioned just kind of having a dream and going after it, it sounds like your husband mm-hmm. is in this, of the same vein. He is on board for all of the adventure. Is that right? <laughs> he, yeah, he is. Funnily okay. enough. He, uh, I moved around a lot growing up. And so I'm, I've always been like open to adventures and the more spontaneous one in the relationship. He was born and raised in the same town his whole life and had plans to, you know, finish college there, buy a house there, have some kids there and never leave. And then he met me yeah. and we went in four different places in six years and now we're going to Europe. And, um, but yeah, he's, I would not be where I am today if it wasn't for his support, if it wasn't for him believing in me and sitting setting up the camera in the corner of the bedroom to help film my yoga videos. And um, yeah. I absolutely could not have done this on my own. Yeah. Well, I love a good shout out for the husbands, right? Because so much, yeah. of, right? Like I love my husband too. We've been married yes. 23 years. And I, I think what wow. the things that I've done or like the, the adventures I've taken him on, not necessarily moving locations, but I'm constantly coming up with mm-hmm. a new idea. Like now I'm going to paint furniture mm-hmm. and I'm going to need you to move this armoire. <laughs> and um, now I'm going to do whatever, you know? And so, and he just yes. is always supporting me. And so um, that's, something definitely yes. to be praised for sure totally yeah. yeah I mean you're a, you're a team and it's that realization yeah. that we are better together than we are on our own yeah and the thing that we're creating even though it's my thing or maybe your business you're building like it's something we do together yeah and that's what makes it so significant yeah I love that all right so that's a good segue into the videos and I can picture your husband yeah. in the corner of the room it's kind of like my husband <laughs> I call him an Instagram husband sometimes because I'm like, you're going to need to take this picture of me right now. And then it's like 20 pictures later. He's like, are you serious? Uh I'm like, wait, let me hold the pose for a minute. Um, So, and yeah, we should take the cover off of the glossiness of that, right? For anyone listening who thinks that that the yoga poses are perfect on take one, that is not true. Um, Yeah, there's no spontaneity. It's very planned. Yes, yes. Um, okay, so tell me when you had the idea to make videos and start the YouTube channel. Yes. Yeah, so we, I finished my certification in the spring, was all excited about it, um, invited friends, invited friends, invited friends to, like, my first in-person class. That class went great, and I was so excited. So I, like, so in New York, you have to pay to rent space. That's, yeah. like, the big problem in New York City. There's no obvious free space to teach. Right. So I was like, great. And I booked up all these hours. Like I, my husband was on board. We're like, we're going to invest, you know, all this money to rent all this space. And week two, the numbers were lower. And then by week three, no one came. And that was true for like the next four or five classes. And I was like, I think I, and this dream felt so much bigger than me and so much more significant that somehow I had the grace to not just write it off as a failure and move on. Like I just, there's something in me that knew like there's something here. And so this live person in class thing isn't working. So I need to think of something else. But just because people didn't show up to these classes doesn't mean that I'm a failure or this dream is wrong. 
And that's totally the grace of God because I feel like old Caroline would have been crushed by nobody coming and been like, what is, I'm so, what's wrong with me, you know? Yes. So I was like, okay, if, if people can't come to me, then I need to go to them. Like, brilliant. we're going to make the videos. Okay, and so there's... The quality is going to be... Go ahead. You know, but there's so much in what you just said that I think it's worth kind of pausing there for a minute because I, yeah. I, I hear you and I... I I come from the same vein, I think. I mean, you and I have, this is the first mm -hmm. time we've actually chatted, but as far as being like, I was a striver and a performer and an achiever. Mm -hmm. And when God mm -hmm. met me on my mat through holy yoga, you know, he just said, like you said, he just said, I'm proud of you. I love you. It's enough. You're enough. Like you don't have to do anything yeah. else to like, or you never yeah. did. Right. Like, I just love you. And um, yeah. and so for me, the performance piece is big and also just kind of the, the wanting, wanting to be liked, wanting mm -hmm. to, you know, so people not showing up for your class can be a real ego bruiser. And I yeah. think what a lot of us feel and this, I think, you know, in holy yoga, we learn that God is enough. Like he's sitting there saying like, am I enough? Like, will you show up for just me? Mm -hmm. And the truth is, yeah, yeah, you are enough. And that's such a beautiful lesson in itself. But I love the um the idea he gave you then to do the videos right because like you said yeah. you knew that there was something bigger here um and i i just love that your ego didn't stop you i do feel that in so many times in my own life and in many others journeys if it's not exactly what we expected it to be right out of the gate we stop and we give up yeah yeah. And it's, yeah. it's such a shame, right? Because, um, yeah. but so anyway, I just love that you mentioned that. Cause I think getting past that piece. And like you said, it's God's grace that gets you there. That says it's okay. Keep going, yeah. keep going. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, absolutely. And let's not, let's not like paint the wrong picture here. I, it was not a pretty season. Like yes. I was on the couch crying many a night. Like yeah. it felt, but it, it like, there was something about it that was like, I was racked with so much anxiety and, um, like heaviness about it that it was like it was it was spiritual in nature you know yes. like I'm not naturally an, a worried or anxious person but I became like overwhelmed with like this need to be perfect and have it all together and have a plan and yes. and worry about it and I that to me was almost a signal like this is so out of character that I yes. think something else is going on here like I think there's something good on the other side of this and yes. I have to get there and something is at work trying to stop me from getting there. Okay. I think that is you know, so, like, yes. I think that is so key. The heaviness, meaning that it's something spiritual is going on. Yeah. I get yeah. that. Like right before my husband and I moved, we moved to Texas three years ago. But before we moved, there was a mm. season of maybe like a couple years where there was a heaviness wow. where I felt like I was living out of alignment. I wasn't sure what it was. And it was... Wow. I would cry like there were things, but I knew it was like spiritual in nature. I never put yes. words to it. But what you just said is so exactly what I knew. Like I knew I'm like, no, I have to keep going deeper with God in this. This is something. And yes. sure enough, like when it came up to move to Texas, there was when I would think of it. And I don't know if you ever had this, but when you when I would think of staying, it was dark. And when I could think of going, mm -hmm. it was light. And so it was yeah. the heaviness and the lightness was like a real, like tangible in my body thing that I could feel. And yeah. I was like, okay, this is God. Like, right. And yeah. how cool that he speaks yeah. through our bodies, which is what we're talking about right now anyway. Yeah. But it's like that anyway. So I love that. Thank you for putting words to that because 100%. it's so true. 
Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's like the reality is you are taking ground for the kingdom. And the enemy is not ignorant of that. And he, like, it's this, the voice of the accuser that says, what's wrong with you? You don't have it together. You can't, like, yes. you're way too anxious and unqualified to do this. And we, we believe it without yes. realizing, like, wait a second. We don't fight against flesh and blood. We fight against spiritual forces. Like, yes. the thing that we are building, holy yoga, taking new ground in a new state, having babies and building a family, it's all ground for the kingdom. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. Amen. And that, I think that was, like, the biggest not even lesson I learned, but like realization I came to in this process of like trying to teach classes in the city and feeling like I was just running up against brick walls and then doing YouTube videos that were far from perfect. And like you, like such a perfectionist, I have a clear picture of what I want in my mind, but I've never made a video in my life. I've never edited a video. Like, what am I doing? Well, it's like, my, like it's like the like, pod- no matter. Right. It's like the podcast. I'm like, well, why isn't it sounding perfect? It's like, well, because I'm sitting in my office, like figuring it out, like, <laughs> right. Like using my headphones. Um, so. I don't have a soundproof studio or whatever, but I love the idea yeah. of making do with what you have and not letting, mm-hmm. um, the not having all the things in line stop you. Like, that's just yeah. so good. So good. So tell me about, so yeah. what did you do? The first one, you just kind of put it up there and told people about it? Yeah, we moved, yeah, moved the couch out of the living room. I mean, we lived in a small New York apartment. So, like, even finding the space in our apartment where you could get a full shot. I mean, even now, like, if I lift my arms <laughs> over my head, my hands get cut off because the space isn't big enough. Um, but, yeah, I, I posted it and... I started an Instagram, like a yoga specific Instagram page, yeah. like a, probably a month before. And um, yeah, I just, I decided like, this is a dream, but I'm not going to put any pressure on it overnight. Like there's no numbers goals. There's no dollar amount goals. There's like, I just, I need to find my voice in this. Yeah. I need to see where God is leading this. So I, my only goal was to just keep showing up because this was a side hustle. Like I had a full-time job and a, husband yeah. and we were involved in church and all these other things going on in life and so my goal for really that whole first year of building my channel was like I don't care about making money I don't care about even building numbers like I just I want to give stuff away for free I want to serve people I want to work on my own voice and style and and see where this goes oh that's awesome and can I just ask you from a business point of view I don't even understand how yeah. and people listening might be thinking the same thing can you make money on YouTube like what does that even mean <laughs> I don't even know like is that like are there ads or how does that work yes okay yeah so you can allow ads to be played on your channel they're called pre-roll ads and that's what you see before video oh, starts yeah. yeah but you make you make like quarter pennies on the view so in my mind, unless you have a large channel, like with millions of viewers, mm-hmm. you really don't make a significant amount of money, in my mind, to make it worth it. Like, yes. And why would you want to put an ad when, like, why are you trying to encourage people to leave your video, which is what the ad is, right? Like, click on this and do this instead of right. watching this video. It just, well, that's that, my own opinion on it. So yes, I don't this, make any money off yeah, of YouTube. That's but a similar indirectly, with, like as you grow. Sorry, yeah, that's a similar with blogs and stuff. I had a bunch of ads on my mm-hmm. blog and I just took them all off because I was making like 30 cents or whatever, but it was causing people to like mm-hmm. think about bounty um, you know, paper towels yeah. when I'm trying to talk about Jesus. Yeah. I was like, I'm not sure yeah. this is worth it. But yeah, I hear you. Totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So the hope is that it, it indirectly you make money from it, right? Like it's, it's a, yeah. all this free content that leads to other things down the road. 
Okay, so you do the um, uh, videos on YouTube, and then um, I know you've got your Instagram account and your Facebook account, and now you've yeah. got something really awesome going on, right? You did a Kickstarter campaign. Let's talk about that. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I have, um, I mean, I'm sure you experience this, especially as an enrollment specialist. You talk to lots of people about holy yoga. And yes. the two biggest pushbacks I would get from people are, number one, like, I can't do yoga, I'm not flexible. Mm -hmm. uh, the second one is, I'm a Christian, so can I? <laughs> and so I wanted to be able to, like, give them something and say, start here and feel confident that that thing would help them to take that first step, that they feel empowered and encouraged, like, oh, I can worship God and move my body and it's really good. Yeah. Um, like a very beginner's video series. Um, so, but I wanted to be produced well, like something that people felt confident sharing with their friends and giving away to people. So yeah. um, decided to do a Kickstarter, which was really scary because on Kickstarter, if you don't meet your funding goal, you don't get any money. So oh. the stakes are a little bit higher than if you went with like Indiegogo or somebody else. Okay, so wait, I have a question um, about that. So if people give yeah. on Kickstarter, but then you don't reach your goal, they get their money back? Correct. Yeah, no one's card is actually charged until the campaign ends. Gotcha. Interesting. Okay, that's yeah. going to be good for my listeners, too, if anyone's thinking about doing a Kickstarter campaign. So that's okay. Yeah. Um, so what was your goal? So my goal was $9,000. And? And our campaign ended uh, about four days ago yeah. <laughs> and we raised $10,632. <laughs> Praise God. That is so exciting. Yes. Oh my yes. gosh. Were you so nervous we the whole time? Were you so nervous? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. I mean, you have, they call it the, the plateau of death because you have this initial spike. Like the first three days I'd already raised close to 50% on my goal. And so yeah. I was like, this is great. We're totally going to make it. And then literally for the next probably two and a half weeks, like maybe $20 a day trickled in. And yeah. I was like, oh God, we're never going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then at the end, we, we did. Oh so, my gosh, it's so exciting. So you're going to yeah, uh, produce yeah. videos then with that money? Yes. This weekend, Friday and Saturday, we are filming all day. We have this beautiful loft that we rented in Chinatown. And uh, a beautiful friend of mine who loves the Lord and also has their own production company is going to produce it. And um, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be really great. It's so exciting. So then how will people be able to get their hands on the videos? So it, the series will release. Um, we're hoping for September 5th early September. And so there'll be two options, two ways to purchase it. You can purchase a digital access to it, or you can buy the DVD. Okay. Um, and the series is called the foundations of yoga, a Jesus centered approach. And wouldn't you know it foundations of yoga.com was available. So oh I purchased it. Yes. <laughs> which is awesome. So uh, we'll have that website up and running in a few weeks, but um, the information will be on my website, and then um, it, the series will also have its own website, foundationsofyoga.com. Okay, that's awesome. So for anyone listening that wants all that information and is in your car or walking or something, don't worry. I will put all of that in the show notes on greatbigyes.com so you can find her, find the videos, and do all of that. So 
Well, that is so exciting. So do you, um, I want to talk to you a little bit more about, I noticed um, you had done a lot of studying about yoga mm. and Christianity. And, and mm. like we said, a lot of times mm-hmm. people say, I can't do yoga because I'm not flexible or I can't do yoga because I'm a Christian and I don't know if I'm supposed to. Right. Yeah. So can mm-hmm. we talk about that? Like, what did you find? I mean, what, I mean, obviously you think they can do it and I think they can do it. I know it. I know God has met me on my mat in such a powerful way. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, uh, just, and I know without a doubt, he longs to integrate us, right? Body, mind, soul, mm-hmm. strength, all of it. Like it's not separate. Um, but what did you find? Like how, like kind of how did this all flesh out for you? Yeah. So what I think the most interesting thing to me was how wildly different the yoga that was written about like 5,000 years ago and these ancient Vedic texts, which is like this ancient Indian spirituality versus the yoga that really developed in the early 20th century, which is the yoga we do today. So the yoga, when you, when you find the word yoga in texts that are thousands of years old, they're not talking at all about how we move and structure our classes today. Yoga to them seemed more like a way of life and a kind of like living, like a code to live by. Like you live well, you yeah. take care of yourself well. It was like this very spiritual focus. Um, and out of those ancient texts, you have like the birth of a lot of Eastern religions. But yoga was sort of this like spiritual culture as part of that. But the yoga that we do today, like when we think about poses and 60-minute classes and the structure of a class, that was developed in the early 20th century by these yogis who wanted to make it a lot more relevant to this continued focus on, like, the body. So, like, ancient Indian spirituality was very focused on the mind, but our culture today, like, worships the body. Does that yes. make sense? Yeah. So um, these, these yoga instructors in the 20th century had all these young boys that they wanted to teach yoga to and the old styles of yoga, which was a lot more of like sitting still and holding poses for a long time. They made a lot more energetic and created like the vinyasa flow style and the Iyengar style and a lot more athletic styles of yoga that we do today. Yeah. Um, and so it's really a combination of like gymnastics moves and some of these more ancient postures. Um, so it's just like the goal of it is very different. And I read there's a few scholars who say that you can't even, they're two different things. Like it's really un, unfair to look at the yoga thousands of years ago and look at the yoga we do today and say they're the same because they're, they're very different. Yes, I get um, that. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, and it's interesting because you can see how, pliable yoga is, how almost tolerant it is, like it can hold such a spectrum of different people with different beliefs and different purposes within it. Mm. And that's to me what I feel like gives me as a Christian the permission to do it, because if I enter with the intention of connecting with and worshiping God, he always honors that. Like he is so much bigger than the room that I'm in and the people I'm around and, and all of that. So if I come with the intention of worshiping him, he shows up and he meets me yes. in there. Yes. And I think of it, an analogy that I've used that's been helpful for other people is like under the umbrella of Christianity, you have this slew of denominations, like all the way from Lutherans to Catholics to 
Seventh-day Adventists to Mormons to, I mean, people who go to Westboro Baptist Church call themselves Christians. But yet, within this huge umbrella of Christianity, some people will look at others and say, well, that's not Christian. (laughs) And I think the same is true in the yoga world. There are a lot of different branches of yoga that may look at other branches and say, well, that's, that's weird. That's not yoga. But they yes. think they're doing, they're part of the yoga tradition, you know? Well, and I love so that you, you, the expansiveness of yoga and the expansiveness of God, you know, and having studied yeah. both, we, we go, oh, I could never get to the bottom of either of these things. Yeah, yeah. And that's the mystery of it. You can't control it and you can't name it, but you know that there's something powerful that happens when God shows up and he always does. And that's the mystery of of being humans here on earth and worshiping a God that's eternal. Yes. I love that. Do you feel too, like for some people, it's just maybe they were told something when they were younger and back to the beginning of our talk when, when you were saying, you know, you kind of have to make, make it your own, right? As you grow. I mean, you can be brought Mm -hmm. up in faith, but you have to make it your own faith. And some people were brought up being told that yoga was like from the devil or something, you know, or just evil. And so it's about them kind of re being reintroduced to, um, the yoga that we're talking about and holy yoga is comparing. So you're, you know, you're talking about ancient yoga versus early 20th century yoga, thinking even about like holy yoga versus, um, yoga in an ashram somewhere. I mean, we're talking about apples and oranges sometimes. And I think, yes, Right? So is it an education Absolutely. piece in a way, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I think there's like a lot of fear around it. And fear can be a big inhibitor to asking any questions. You know, yes. people feel like, oh, well, I can't even, I'm afraid to even go to a yoga class at the YMCA. Right. Because I could be opening myself up to something. And so I think just acknowledging that fear is the first step and then asking the question of like, well, why am I afraid of this? What do I believe about myself and what do I believe about God? Yes. And yeah. from there, making a decision that's grounded in a place of love rather than a place of fear. Amen. And, you know, th- sometimes those questions are so hard, it's easier just to say yoga's mm-hmm. bad. Yeah, especially if you're in a community of people who also say the same thing. But I often find that it's hard to, you, you dig a little bit deeper and they don't really have any answers beyond like, well, it's bad and I can't tell you why or, you know. It's right. just something that you've been told, but you've never really prayed about or explored on your own right? Uh, or experienced. Well, what I love seeing is, you know, I did the um, trauma-sensitive training, and, and I love, like, when you're, mm-hmm. you're reading books like The Body Keeps the Score and oh, um, Healing Through, book. right? Healing Through Yoga and, like, all of these things, and you're thinking... And, and, and even in my own experience, I had suffered terrible anxiety and panic attacks and I had been held up at gunpoint. Mm. It was terrible. It was just a terrible time in my life. And, oh. but a, a medical doctor told me to practice yoga and she taught me yoga breath. And now she wasn't, I mean, mm. I don't know what her faith was, but she was a medical doctor, like at the hospital, but I kept going to her cause I thought I was having a heart attack. And she taught me how to breathe. And then she taught me or, you know, suggested I go to yoga. So I practiced secular yoga for like eight years before I found holy yoga. And I can tell you it did take care of my panic and my anxiety. The breath is so monumental in our health. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Right. And so the breath alone is just amazing. But 
but I met God on my mat. Like he was there. He was waiting for me. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. <laughs> right. And yeah. so now what I love is that if people get to come to holy yoga and they're seeking healing, like I was, they have the great physician waiting for them. You know, like I, yeah. it makes me cry because yeah. we seek out every other kind of healing. Right. And I was in those yeah. doctor's offices begging for medicine. I was begging for something to yeah. heal me. And, and so I can't help but look at that whole process and be like, oh, no, yoga is like God is sovereign over all things. And he led me there. Yes. 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 I have chills, too. That's so yeah. powerful. Right? So it's yeah, like, I, I can't, I, I can't, I don't want any, I want others to feel the freedom that comes in your body yeah. when you move in that way and breathe in that yeah. way. You know, some people have yeah. never taken a full expansive breath. No, no. I did yoga with my mother-in-law the other day, preparing for this video series because she's never done it before and she's older. And, and she was like, I never knew I even had these muscles. And it was like <laughs> basic. Like we didn't even do downward facing dog. It was like stand in mountain pose. And she was like, whoa, <laughs> I didn't know I could feel this. <laughs> Right, And it's so empowering to be like, wow, I can connect with God. I can hear from him. I can receive healing. Yes. It doesn't have to be this big production or I have to perform or be this super spiritual person. I just have to show up. That's right. I always say to people, if you lay on your, you come to yoga class and you roll out your mat and you just lay on it the whole time, you're doing it right. Yes. <laughs> And everyone will be jealous of you, is what I always say. Like, we all wish you were just lying there. Because that looks amazing. Because my performance personality would never let me do that. Like, now it does. No, no. Right? Now I'm like, okay, I'm fine with this. You do whatever you want to do. I'm laying here. But before in my life, I would be, if someone was doing something, I was trying it too, right? Like, I wanted to do it too. Absolutely. Um, well, I love that. And I cannot wait to see just who... Um, who is going to be moved by your videos and excited about your videos. It's so exciting. And it just, I love Thank giving you. them a place to start. Just start here. <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah. love like, yeah. And it will be like absolute breakdown. Like this is mountain pose. These are your knees. These are your shoulders. <laughs> Breathe into that here. Yes. Um, oh, I yeah. love that. Well, and even yeah. if you've practiced yoga for a long time and even if you're an instructor, it feels so good mm -hmm. to go back to the basics of alignment and really just, yes. and I love teaching that stuff, especially if you have beginners. I'm actually teaching a class right now for some football players, my son's team, and they uh, are um, so tight because, you know, they're athletes yes. and yeah, they run and they lift and they squat and they're strong and all of that, but they're not very they flexible. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. But I said to them, you know, they're 14 and 15. And I said to them, I'm so proud of you because it's hard to do something that you don't know if you're going to be good at, good in quotes, right? Mm -hmm. But like, it's mm -hmm. hard at that age to show up and be vulnerable and try things that are hard and, and look silly and all, or feel like you mm -hmm. look silly, right? And all of that. Mm -hmm. And they're doing it. And the best is when they do the final resting pose and they are so relaxed and I yes. just you know it's like I just pray that they know that there's such a balance in life of 
action and rest, Mm -hmm. you know, of Mm -hmm. um, striving and trying to be the best football team and then also finding time to be quiet and hear, listen to God's voice and all of that. Like that for me is, if I had that tool as a teenager, I think it just would have been so valuable and so powerful. Totally. Yeah, that's so powerful. I taught high school soccer players in the winter Yeah. uh, and same experience, but I loved it because they were so... Uh, especially if you go to yoga classes a lot in, in studios here in New York City, especially, it can feel very pretentious very fast. You know, yes. the outfits and the music and all that. And they had, it was none of that with them at all. And so it challenged me as a teacher to use language that was accessible to them. Like when I say breathe into your hips, they're like, what the heck? They don't know. Like they right. laugh at you, like that doesn't mean anything. Right. So it challenged me as a teacher to use words that actually meant something, but yes. then seeing how their bodies naturally move through these poses without having the example of other people around them, like more experienced people. So like when we did Shavasana and I would say lie down, like they would spread their arms way out and their legs way out and totally relax. And it was just so cool to see the human body moving in its most natural way without trying to copy somebody else or fit the mold. Uh, And it was really, I feel like it freed me up as a teacher to help encourage other students to really move in their own way that felt good for them and natural and restful and all that. I love that because that's true. We look around us, right? We look to the left and the right and we yeah. go, all right, what is she doing? Maybe mine should look like that too. Yes. Yep. Gosh, that's just Absolutely. like life, right? Yoga is so that was a battle filled, preach. <laughs> right? Like yoga is so filled with life lessons. It's like, it's such mm-hmm. a great metaphor for living. And, and then when you bring God into it, it's like, I just, it's so powerful, just kind of the way that your body almost teaches you those lessons that God is teaching you, (laughs) right? It's so connected. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I would love to just, and I usually ask my guests to do this and I didn't ask you beforehand, but would you be willing to pray before we, before we go, we're kind of winding down here, but just pray for anybody who maybe is, um, maybe just afraid to enter into this space. Mm, yeah, absolutely. I would love to. Awesome. Thank you. Father God, I am so grateful for this privilege to speak with you and um, the people that are listening right now. Holy Spirit, I know, I know that I know that I know that you are in this, that you are speaking individually, that every person is listening to it, speaking exactly what you want to share with them. So we honor you and we glorify you for that. And I ask right now, Holy Spirit, that you would just um, give courage and strength and hope to those who feel like they need it to take the next step. Those people who have a dream stirring in their hearts or they know that you've planted a seed in them, but they have no idea how to grow it. God, we just declare that our only job is to scatter seeds and you are the one who sends the sun and the rain and you grow that baby. We just show up. And so, Lord, I just ask for the strength to show up without knowing what the next step is. Um, may you expand our faith. May you expand our understanding of what it means to live a life of faith and obedience um, so that we can be women and men who, uh, who change the world, not because we know a plan and we have control, but because we surrender all of it to you, yeah. our good, good Father. So we thank you for all of this, Jesus. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Thank you so much for that. And thank you for just sharing your dreams with us and your excitement. And we cannot wait to see what's next. I'm so excited for you.
Thank you. It was such an honor to be on your podcast. So much fun. <laughs>